Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 59 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to look at a story in Scripture about two women and their interaction with Jesus, and then how we must choose to be either devoted or distracted. Let's dive in. I love the story of Martha and Mary. Uh, They show up several times throughout the Gospels, and it's so fascinating when you look at each of their encounters with Jesus just there's a, there's a deep pressing and insight that comes from looking at their encounters. Well, I want to look at one of these stories with you, and it comes from Luke chapter 10. And I just want you to listen to this as I read from Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. As they went, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Then tell her to help me. And Jesus answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken from her. Uh, The story starts with Jesus entering into this village that we know as Bethany. It's on the backside of the Mount of Olives, not that far from Jerusalem. In fact, it's a place that he goes to several times throughout the Gospels. Now, it's interesting. In in verse 38, it says that as he entered into this village, a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And it seems like from the the get-go or from from the onset here that... It's like, wow, Martha must be the big picture. She's, here she is. She's welcoming. She's, she's inviting. She's receiving Jesus into her house. In fact, it's interesting that word, when you look at it in the Greek, that word for welcome or received, it's really two words put together. It's this idea of to receive and then to come under. In other words, it has this idea of either to receive under one's roof or it has this idea of to receive and to come under that person's position as to serve or to be hospitable to them. So you get this picture that that Jesus comes into the home of of Martha and Mary, which we know are sisters of Lazarus, 
And as they co- as he comes into the home with the disciples, Martha is welcoming. Uh, she's embracing that she's receiving him, that she has come under and is willing to serve and be hospitable to him. Now, that looks like a great thing, and it really is. But that sets up a contrast for the rest of our passage. And it's really profound to me to see the contrast that Luke is describing in his gospel between the lifestyle of Martha and the lifestyle of Mary. Look at this. In verse 39, it says, She had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and listened to his teaching. Now, you recognize that in that culture, to be at the feet of a rabbi or a teacher was a sign of humility and an, and an eagerness to learn. So, so here is Mary, and she is sitting at the feet of Jesus, which literally is this idea in Greek to sit against, or has this idea of to press into, or in other words, here's here's Mary, and she's like leaning in. She's 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 hanging on every word. She doesn't want to miss anything. She's she's captivated and committed. She's she's pressing into Jesus, and we know that because of the word that Luke uses. And this idea of to sit at the feet of Jesus. So here is Mary. She's just, just captured by the words of Jesus. And she's longing for this words of life. And she, wow, she's just, she's just hungry. And she's wanting to press in this idea of intimacy. And, and wow, I, I've got to know him more. Now that is contrasting with the life of Martha. Now Martha, we know, she's welcomed Jesus into her house, verse 38, But in verse 40, listen to what this says. It says, but Martha, which obviously is setting up a contrast. And it says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. It's interesting that word distracted uh, means to be driven around mentally. In other words, you're distracted. Uh, It can also mean that you're overoccupied or busy with something. But it gives this idea of being dragged around, being driven in circles, or to be drawn away. So here's Martha. She's just, wow, she's distracted. She's being dragged around. She's just mentally occupied. She's overly busy. But you have to ask the question, what is she distracted with? Now get this. This is so convicting to me. She is distracted with much serving. And what's interesting is that word they're serving is used 34 times in the New Testament. And almost all the times that it's used, it's translated ministry or ministering. In other words, hey, is, is serving a good thing? Is ministry a good thing? Well, of course it is. Hey, are we not called to serve? Or are we not called to minister? Well, of course we are. And for Martha, this service, this hospitality was her ministry. But get this, it says that she was distracted by it, that yes, ministry is a great thing, that serving is a great thing, but here is a woman who was just caught up and lost and being dragged around and preoccupied and drawn away with ministry. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a bit convicting because you realize that here is Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus and she's, she's, she's a pressing into him and seeking intimacy. And she's, she's longing to have relationship with Jesus. But here is Martha, her sister, and she's doing the ministry. She's going out and serving, but she's distracted. And it's like she has quit listening and she's quit pressing into Jesus so that she might fulfill her ministry 
of serving Jesus. See, there's a danger for Christians to think that because we are doing things for God, that we're also having intimacy with him. See, doing the ministry and doing service unto God is not the same thing as having intimacy with him. In fact, Luke is really strong on this comparison or this or on this contrast between Mary and Martha. That here, here's Mary and she's seeking and pressing in and sitting at the feet of Jesus, longing for intimacy and, and hanging on every word. But here is Martha and she's doing the work and she's doing ministry, but she's distracted. She's not hearing the voice. She's, she's busy and preoccupied. Interesting to note, when you look at verse 39, it says that Martha had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet. And it presumes the fact that at one time, at least one time in Martha's life, she sat at Jesus' feet just like Mary did. That she was hungry and seeking and and searching and, and, and just pressing in on this idea of intimacy. But what has happened is that there's a shift that has taken place in Martha's life. And now she is distracted and consumed and overly busy. And just she's being dragged away and consumed, yes, with a good thing. But that good thing has become a distraction in her life. In fact, what you begin to find out later on in verse 40 is that that distraction becomes a distraction for others. So look at verse 40 again. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she came to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to help me. Uh, That word help has this idea of to to come alongside and help with bearing a load. But isn't it fascinating that here's Martha and she's saying, Jesus, do you not recognize, I'm the one doing all the ministry here. Jesus, do you not recognize that my sister is not bearing this load with me? And hey, and you know, Jesus, that in our culture, hey, the women are to serve. You guys are here. Hey, your disciples like to eat a lot. We, We know that. But woo, hey, my sister, hey, tell my sister to come into the kitchen and help me serve. Hey, help my ministry. And isn't it interesting that Martha's distraction is really being pressed in to be distraction for everybody else? Do you you not realize this is such an interesting thought to me? That, That Martha's ministry or her service was so important to her that she interrupts the ministry teaching of Jesus so that her ministry could take precedence over his. In other words, Jesus is in the middle of ministry. He's in the middle of service. He's in the middle of teaching. And as as he is talking and as he is ministering, do you realize that Martha walks up and says, hey, stop what you're doing. Hey, my ministry is far more important. And tell Mary to stop with your ministry and get involved in mine. Wow. Isn't that just... Now, again, I don't know about you, but that's, that's convicting. Why? Because, hey, I'm in ministry. In fact, you're in ministry. And you may not be in full-time ministry like a pastor or a teacher or whatever, but you realize that as a Christian, you have a ministry. But has our ministry got to the place where we are distracted? In other words, you realize that every ministry activity should flow out of the intimacy that we have with Jesus. That it is while we are sitting at his feet and embracing him and relationship and oneness and and pressing into him that ministry begins to flow. 
But when ministry becomes the the preeminence, when when ministry becomes the the most important deal, when when ministry is is the the thing that we're focused on, you realize that our intimacy is going to wane, it's going to disappear. So the question then becomes, are you going to be devoted to Christ? Are you going to be distracted with ministry? Now, again, ministry is not bad. Ministry is phenomenal. And hey, you are called to ministry. You have a ministry. In fact, whether you open your mouth or don't open your mouth, you are ministering. Hey, that your lifestyle, that your attitude, that your that your language, that your motives, your I mean, all of that is a part of people looking at you saying, wow, that's a Christian. So you are doing the work of ministry. But the question is, is that ministry flowing out of intimacy or is that ministry has that ministry become a distraction in your life? So again, here's Mary. She's sitting at the feet of Jesus, just hanging on every word and embracing him and pressing into him and looking and longing for intimacy and oneness. And here's her sister, Martha, busy in the kitchen and busy with all the serving and hospitality. And, and hey, that's great. And that's important. And, and hey, ministry is wonderful. But that has become a distraction for her. And then Martha's distraction literally went out and became a distraction for other people. And you realize that is so true that distracted people distract people. But look at what Jesus does in verse 41. Jesus answers Martha and he says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. That word for troubled means that uh, you're troubled in mind or disquieted or disturbed or well, the one I like probably the best is that you're in an uproar mentally. And the word anxious there has this idea of to take thought for that you're troubled with cares, that you're looking out for your own interests, that you're you're stressed in order to provide for or, or that you're worried. Interestingly, that same word anxious or worried or take thought for shows up six times in Matthew chapter six, verse 25 through 34. So on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is speaking. And let me just read this to you. This is so this is so beautiful in terms of this idea of anxious and being worried. Jesus says, listen to this. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you not more valuable than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet... I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things that Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. 
Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Did you hear that? Over and over, Jesus was saying, therefore, don't worry. Therefore, don't worry. Hey, hey, God's in control. Hey, hey, I'm in the middle of this thing. Hey, don't, hey, don't worry. Don't be anxious. Don't take thought for. Don't, hey, don't get your mind all wrapped up, stressed over looking out for your own interests. What should you do? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Do you realize that's a great picture of Mary and Martha? Here is Mary devoted in seeking Jesus while Martha was distracted and anxious and troubled with worrying, with, with her ministry, uh, just, just distracted with, hey, trying to do the right thing at the right time. And you realize that, yes, ministry is good. And, and yes, hey, serving is wonderful. But do you realize that that is not to take the preeminence? Hey, that is not to have the first focus. That is not to be the central part of your life. The central part of your life is Jesus. And hey, would you sit at his feet and would you press into him and would you seek after him? And would you have a position like Mary who is longing for greater intimacy and oneness? And isn't it interesting that when Martha in her distraction is trying to distract other people, that Jesus defends Mary. That Jesus looks at Martha and says, Martha, you are just, hey, you are consumed and anxious and troubled about many things. Verse 42, Jesus continues and says, but one thing is needed. Hey, there's to be one focus. There's to be one drive. And he says, Mary has chosen the good part and it shall not be taken from her. That Martha, yes, what you're doing is important, but you are distracted. Hey, you are anxious and troubled. And Mary's in the proper position that she's exactly where she's supposed to be. And she's pressing in and she has the right focus. And I'm not taking that away from her. And I love the fact that when Mary is accused, Jesus becomes her defense. Well, that sounds all great and all, but what does it have to do with you and I? Can I just ask you a couple quick questions? Are you distracted even with good things? Have you been so busy doing things for God that you are missing intimacy with God? Or perhaps better stated, are you sitting at the feet of Jesus pressing in with devotion and love and a longing for intimacy and oneness? Let me just give you a few practical things that you can do if you find yourself being potentially distracted. Number one, I encourage you to find some time today to sneak away and allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate any area of your life that is distracted and not devoted. Second, I, I encourage you to press in afresh and read and study God's word. See, if we desire greater intimacy with Jesus, we must be in the word, not for academics, but to know the author himself. Again, it goes back to this idea of intimacy and oneness and allowing him to transform our lives so that we look like him. Third, I encourage you just to develop the habit of not only spending time with him, but talking with our risen Savior all throughout the day and keeping him as the focus of your every moment of every single day. In short, 
I long that you would just be obsessed with Jesus Christ and that your obsession would continue to grow and expand and become more intense day by day by day. Now, if you want more information on how to practically apply what we just talked about to your life, I've included several links to podcasts and articles on Deeper Christian that'll help you take this concept even further. To view those, please visit the show notes at deeperchristian.com forward slash 59 for episode number 59. And thanks for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. My encouragement is that you and I would become like Mary, that we would sit at the feet of Jesus and long for greater intimacy and oneness with him, and that we would not be distracted by anything, even if it's a good thing. And that all the ministry and all the service that we do would flow out from the intimacy we have with him and not become the distraction to having intimacy with him. That you and I would be the Mary and not the Martha. Well, next week, we're going to continue our study on Martha and Mary, and we're going to look at another encounter that these two women had with Jesus. But until then, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.